independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, no railway strike at all. Phew! Come on, ride a train and ride it. Come on, ride a choo-choo train. Little Quad City right there. <laughs> That's going back a ways, Chad. Yeah, there is no uh, choo-choo train strike. Uh, we can all take a deep breath, meaning our goods will get from point A to point B, which is really something that everybody needed to have happen. Trying to explain to people yesterday. It's funny. So I do my local show and like ABC News, and we'll have a bunch of other places that will offer up news people. And I said, I said, would you like to talk to me? And I said, yeah, I like to talk to Alex. Stone. Talk to Alex. I love Alex. He's good. And they're like, well, you know, the train. Who cares about the train? I said, who cares about the train? Are you not paying attention? I said, who are you people? How do we work together if you don't know about what's going on? They're like, and my, and my local producer goes, he's younger. He goes, well, explain it to me. And I said, more than a third of our goods come. And it's not just a train. Remember, there's two opportunities here for a strike. It is the ports and the trains. So rail and ship. If this was to go sideways, we would need 80,000 drivers who are short now and then another 460,000 drivers with trucks to make up for the two-plus billion dollars a day it would cost us as a country. And the snarl of what is going on would then cause prices to rise because goods wouldn't be getting places and there'd be pinch on goods. And oh, by the way, I don't know if you're aware of this, depending on where you live, fall has arrived. Because once we get to football season, we're like, it's fall, even though technically it's not, which means the fourth quarter's here, which means, oh, by the way, I see the holidays. Oh. Yeah. And they said, no, we should probably talk about that. Absolutely, we should. And we did. And it was good. Uh, White House, I'm sure, is breathing. Well, they're just lucky they're breathing. But breathing a sigh of relief. The president had a lot at stake. He was walking a very tight rope here. Look, Biden prides himself as being a champion of labor. He often champion. describes himself in speeches as being the most pro-union president ever. And we know he does like that nickname Amtrak Joe for his love of the trains. But with the midterms looming just eight weeks away and his economic recovery essentially at stake here and on the line, the president had to find a solution and avoid this shutdown. There is no question this is a win for this White House. And there's definitely a sense of a huge sigh of relief here at the White House this morning. Yeah, yeah. You think uh, just by the skin of the teeth. And, 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 you know, it's funny because Amtrak, while not people are like, why are Amtrak? Because yesterday, because I was like explaining to people, why is Amtrak stopping? Because these railway companies own all these lines that Amtrak essentially leases the routes from. So, yes, this is big. This would have been, uh, for all intents and purposes, what we saw with COVID and the snarls and the backups and the whole nine yards, it would have been potentially that big. And now we don't have to worry about it. A win for the president. Most importantly, as I try to remind everybody today, a win for the people of America. When the president say it's a win for the White House, the Republicans say it's a win for us. What they should be saying is, hey, America, we did something good that we think you guys are going to like. It's a win for you guys. It's not a win for us. 
It's about you. Because who are we? Depending on how you want to look at it. Either we're their customers, and they don't treat us very good, or they're our employees, and they're crappy employees. You know, over the last couple, you know, weeks we've been talking about quiet quitting, quiet hiring, quiet firing. I think we need to be a little bit louder with the quiet firing. No. With the quiet hiring. No. With the quiet quitting. No. We need to be a little bit louder with our quiet displeasure becoming loud displeasure and saying we're not going to quiet quit you or quiet fire you. We're going to make it loud and not rude, but and not some conspiracy. Oh, that you just didn't do your job. So start to look at it in a different way when they're like, well, this is a win for the White House. No, it should be a win for the American people. Because the last time I checked, whether you're on the right or left of this world that we live in, you don't get trophies for the win for the White House. The win for the other party. Hold on. I, I'm not going to work today. We got a win. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. So, uh, always entertaining. Ron, I was joking yesterday. The next president of the United States, Ron DeSantis, looked at uh, Doug Ducey in Arizona and Abbott in Texas and said, so you guys are using buses? All right, I got an idea of what I'm going to do. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' office says it chartered two planes to fly migrants from Florida to Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. The island off of Cape Cod is famous for its multi-million dollar homes. Local government officials say they had no advance notice. DeSantis saying in a statement, states like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states. Yeah. So he's flying them. He flew in the Martha's Vineyard. I was so I was laughing last night. I'm on the air, uh, my local show, and I'm looking up and I'm laughing because, you know, the, the so we've all the TVs up. Normally I'm, I'm watching over there at Shark Tank and they're, they're usually reruns. So they're a couple years old. So I always like to check and say, OK, how'd this company do or da da da. So but Jesse Waters has this little text line. You can text him, right, because we've got that on MSNBC, CNN and local station. And somebody texted <laughs> Here's some advice for the people that have been flown to Martha's Vineyard. Make sure you get a a lobster roll at Shanty, and you have to take a sailing tour. (laughs) So they arrived. They have arrived there, Uh, and it is, uh, well, they're all angry. That's the thing that makes me laugh. Everybody, Not not the people that are there. They're stoked. They're like, well, wait a minute here. (laughs) They're going, can you believe this? This is how great this country is. Right? I mean, a few weeks ago we were we were we were braving the heat and the nastiness to get to to this this great place and the first place they send you is is Martha's Vineyard. Oh man. We've received calls from restaurants offering food, stores offering food, people offering space, you know, private people showing up saying what can I do to help? It's been amazing. Yeah, it's been amazing. You're handling it better than the others handled it. 
who have cried, who've bemoaned, who've flipped out and lost their mind. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. There are so many people that have showed up here. This is a sheriff in a border town in Texas. And they asked him, hey, you know, D.C., New York, Chicago, they're all like, uh, they're a little upset by all this. They're, they're, they're struggling with this. How do you feel about it? So they want to complain about seven or 9,000 people showing up in their cities. They're barking up the wrong tree because they're not going to find a sympathetic ear with me, nor are they going right. to find it with many Texans. Yeah. No, no. And, and nor should they. Nor should they. Is it a – look, let's not pretend it didn't start out to be a gimmick because it's a gimmick. There's no doubt in my mind it's a gimmick. But it's a gimmick that is making them uncomfortable. It's a gimmick that is is showing them that and, – and remember where they're going. They're going to states that are sanctuary states and sanctuary cities who are upset now that they're getting people because it's easy – we live in a world where it's easy to say, I'm all for fighting climate change. And you're like, okay, we're going to have to raise your taxes, and now you're going to have to uh, take a bus to work. I am not that kind of person as far as that fighting goes, right? <clears throat> I'm not that, you know, I'm like, I'm all for it, but could somebody else do it for me? I'm all for helping the homeless. Well, we're going to move a homeless shelter just about, uh, well, you know, uh, just down the street from you. Huh. Well, I mean, what I mean, I'm for helping the homeless. I mean, I'm like, I'm about helping them if they're somewhere else. I mean, I really, I just wanted to say, because I want people to like me. Because it matters what people on the internet and stuff think. We've bused people to, uh, apparently today, there's a couple uh, buses uh, that have pulled up in front of the vice president's house. But there's just nothing to worry about because, as she told Chuck Todd over the weekend, uh, they've got this thing sorted out. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we made, pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're gonna have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have mm, yeah. a secure border mm -hmm. uh -huh. in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. Uh, but there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. Sorry, sorry. Nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. Nobody is buying it. But you keep selling it, right? And again, it's all Trump's fault. Heard about Trump sunk the Titanic. That's pretty, that's pretty ballsy of him. Second gunman, grassy knoll. Absolutely. No doubt in my mind he was. Go on and on. All the stuff. Shot Franz Ferdinand, Archduke. What are you thinking? I don't think any of those are true, Chad. I know. Look, the last guy's gone. New guy is here. And new guy, this isn't three months into your, into your presidency. You're going on now, almost finishing your second year. You're setting records. And you're blaming other people for your failures. Doesn't work that way. Sorry. Nobody's buying it. 323-538-2423.
at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet, text. Love hearing from you. A lot of stuff to get to, including something that I found yesterday to be eye-opening and fascinating. And it came from a television show that aired, let's just say, before I was born. Ooh. Yeah. This portion of the program is sponsored by BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. BetterHelp. It's been a lifesaver therapy for a lot of people. There's a reason for that. You know, I mean, your brain, right? You know, you can get thinking sideways and you get COVID came and everything went just just went crazy. And then trying to get into find, see, talk to anybody was virtually impossible. How about if you could be taught to work with your brain, to problem solve, especially when you face challenges in life, right? So you can find solutions. That's amazing. Better helps here to actually do that. Help. It's helped my stepdaughter tremendously, and strides forward have been great. And when we couldn't see therapists because there was none available, boom, better help. That's how I heard about them. And it's it's awesome. So if you're thinking about therapy, you think about giving it a try, better help is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, entirely online. And getting matched with a therapist, simple and easy. You can switch therapists at any time, and in under 48 hours, you'll be matched. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Benson, 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Benson, BetterHelp.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. I usually don't get into politics. As an ordinary suburban housewife, I feel a little disrespected. I teach my children not to name cars. You are a flabberman! A flabberman! Come on, man! Um, guys, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? Chad Benson. The offensive in the south grinds on. That's a slow offensive. Ukrainian forces saying they've taken a small amount of territory in the last 24 hours. The lightning offensive up here in the northeast has now finished. Western officials saying Ukrainian forces are now working to consolidate their gains here. Yeah. So the lightning strikes, if you will, are over the Blitzkrieg. And now it is it's going to be much easier for the Ukrainians to hold on to stuff that was just taken for them. The Donbass region and some of the other ones that have been in the hands of the Russians for quite a while will be much tougher because they're completely embedded there. They've been there for years. But the, 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 the latest, if you will, it's going to be easy. And why this matters, she and uh, Putin are going to meet today in Uzbekistan. Gorgeous Uzbekistan. And they're going to meet there. You guys think I'm kidding. Uh, there's some really, like, it's it's pretty awesome, some of the places there. But they're going to meet there. They're going to sit down. They're going to talk. And what kind of friends are they? Are they best of friends? No. Xi is using this as kind of a litmus test. And the more that he sees what's going on over there, understand, Ukraine's not only fighting for their survival. They're fighting for potentially helping stabilize Eastern Europe, but also if this thing goes too south for Putin, Xi might rethink 
Taiwan. Because the difference between Ukraine and Taiwan is, is the fact that weeks, days, hours before it started to happen, Ukrainians like, they're not going to attack us. They weren't really getting ready. Now, the military and, and Zelensky started to get serious a couple weeks before, but even then, it was hmm. Taiwan's been waiting for this. They're expecting it. But you don't think she's sitting there going, man, you know what? Those guys have a lot better stuff than these guys do. Mm, maybe no, is what I'm thinking. Maybe no. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Yesterday, got in early. Watched the shows that I watch. And in one of the shows I watched uh, that's on in the background, well, I will tell you what. What came out of it was, quite frankly, brilliant. Amazing. Show that many of you are probably familiar with if you're over the age of like 30 or 40. Mostly 40. We'll talk about it straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. If you're the Republicans and you want to win, control the narrative as best as you possibly can. Don't change the words. Don't change the facts. Control the narrative. As far as, hey, you guys want to talk about abortion, we want to talk about inflation. You guys want to talk about January 6th, we want to talk about the economy. You guys want to talk about climate change, we want to talk about immigration. Control it. I don't know if they can. It's very interesting the other day because I talked about the whole thing with, you know, controlling the nerve, getting in front of it. And one of the big things I talked about was what? When you do those things, you put stuff out there, you put it, you, you put those things in their court, make them answer questions that they don't want to answer. Find out how serious they are. I know Lindsey Graham is getting a lot of pushback for his hey let's uh let's have a national abortion limit at 15 weeks right so 15 weeks let let's do that let's have a let, let let's put it out there and say 15 weeks there you go and people freaked out even some on his uh, his side of the aisle. One Republican in his corner, former Vice President Mike Pence. He says that he supports the ban, calling the issue profoundly more important than any short-term politics. Other Republicans, though, say that decision needs to be left up to the states. And with just under two months to go until the midterms, they say the focus needs to be on the economy. Yeah, that's right. But you can't right now... Because you're not getting the, 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 the push you wanted to. Because a lot of the media 
isn't kind of covering the economy the way that you were hoping it is. No matter how you scream, if uh, loud you scream, but nobody hears you, it doesn't matter. And they're they're looking around, going, "Well, well hold on a second. What are we going to do? You've got plenty of stuff." So when it comes to abortion, if that's an issue, how do you take that issue to the Democrats in a way that's reasonable and force them to come to the table with something? Ever since Roe v. Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court, Democrats have seen a bounce in the polls as nearly two-thirds of Americans oppose the decision. Support for legal abortion with some restrictions has remained a majority opinion in this country since 1976. This was always bad news for Republicans as midterm elections approach, and Republicans seemed to be acutely aware of this, as many hoped to shift away from the Roe issue and focus more on the economy, inflation, and gas prices. You know, the things that might make Democrats look bad. Exactly. But you got to get to that point where you can have that conversation. And so I've said, I, look, am, am, am I pro-life? Absolutely. Do I want to take somebody's choice away? No, I think life is about, you know, you're going to make choices in life. And I also, you know, what I believe, you may not believe, you're going to make a decision about something. That, that's a you thing. That being said, most Americans look and go, yeah, you know what? Uh, we should keep it legal. But with the caveat, and always talk about this, and that's what never gets talked about. First trimester, 60% according to 538 support. Second trimester, 28% support. Whoa, ho, 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 ho. Ha, 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 ha. And when you get to third trimester, you're talking about 92% oppose it. What he's saying is 15 weeks. 15 weeks. I think we should have a law at the federal level that would say after 15 weeks, no abortion on demand, except in cases of rape, incest, to save the life of the mother. That should be where America's at. So most of Europe's at, right? And they're always the most enlightened of, of, of everybody. And, of course, the left pushes back. Well, you put it out there. Right? You're, you're, you're putting it out there. It's all or nothing. Let's be real. At 12 weeks, you've made a decision, and you've had plenty of time. Again, if it's the life of the mother, if the baby is not alive and no longer viable, if, you know, we incest, rape, the, but at 27 weeks, 30, well, I want to be able to control my, you've made a decision at that point. You've made that decision. You put it in their court. And if they're not interested and they're like, this is a ban, it's not. You have an opportunity. Like, what do you have going on in those first 15 weeks that you couldn't make an appointment? I was very busy the first 15 weeks, but now my, my calendar's wide open. But you put it in their court. And if they say no, which they will, and they want any part of this, which they won't, 
you just realize that they're not interested in actually solving the problem. They're interested in running with the problem, which I think is going to come back and bite them in the ass. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. I always go back to, to Trump. I mentioned it a couple times a month probably, where Trump is sitting there and he wants his damn wall and he keeps saying, I'll give you 20 million DACA, whatever you guys want. I want that damn wall. I want the wall. How many DACA you want? Well, there's 800,000. I'll give you two point like nine million. <laughs> it's just like, I don't think he understands negotiations. And they're like, no, because you're not serious about it. Because you're not serious about it. Never, never serious about it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us. Text the program. So I get in in the wee hours of the morning, as you guys well know. Wee hours of the morning. Talk about that all the time. Cruise on in here. And uh, while I'm reading articles, I'm doing stuff, I have TV on in the background. And over the last several months, I've kind of enjoyed uh, some Barnaby Jones. Uh, but Dragnet was on yesterday. And the episode was about a bunch of kids who've robbed these places. They beat up a man. They tied up somebody else. They stole a bunch of stuff. Because they're going to set up their own utopia. Well, they get caught and they get brought in. Right? And they're sitting there and they're talking about all the things they're going to do because they know better than, you know, Harry Morgan and Jack Webb. They know better than than the stars of the show. Because, well, again, you know, think about it. It's, they're younger. But it is all about what is today's world it's just a long time ago. We do hereby freely bind ourselves in love, each one to the other, and dedicate ourselves to the attainment of freedom of expression without qualification for the human spirit and to the total renunciation of material values. Beginning to make sense? Not so far. <sighs> Man, we've organized a new society, a new order of things, a perfect order. And the key to it is getting rid of materialism. Nobody owns anything. Everybody owns everything. Ah, nobody owns anything. Everybody owns everything. Now, mind you, they stole a bunch of stuff from a bunch of people to build their utopia. Don't think you have a corner on all of virtue vision in the country or that everybody else is fat and selfish and you're the first generation to come along that's felt dissatisfied. They all have, you know, about different things. And most of them didn't have the same opportunity and freedoms that you do. Let's talk poverty. Most places in the world, that's not a problem. It's a way of life. And rights, they're liable to give you a blank stare because they may not know what you're talking about. The fact is, more people are living better right here than anywhere else ever before in history. So don't expect us to roll over and play dead when you say you're dissatisfied. It's not perfect, but it's a great deal better than when we grew up. A hundred men standing in the street hoping for one job, selling apples on the street corner. That's one of the things we were dissatisfied about, and you don't see that much anymore. Ooh. Again, they're building a topic because they know better. It's during the time of Vietnam War, all of these things are going on. Harry Morgan reminds them, hey, you guys have it so much better, and wow, that's awesome. You're taller, stronger, healthier, better educated, and you'll live longer than the last generation. And we don't think that's altogether bad. You've probably never seen a quarantine sign in your neighbor's door. Diphtheria, scarlet fever, whooping cough. Pro this was made before, obviously, uh, COVID. Probably none of your classmates are crippled with polio. You don't see many mastoid scars anymore. We've done quite a bit of fighting all around the world. 
Whether you think it was moral or not, a lot of people are free today to make their own mistakes because of it. And that may just include you. Ooh. Again, though, the kids fight, push back, you know, because, again, they, they know better. Everything about them is just they know better. But I love this portion of it. It, it is very spot on. So for those of you who are older, remember Dragnet, great show. For those of you who are younger, listen, I've got a lot of younger listeners. Uh, they're going to talk about things as things that are instantaneous in life. These things, uh, they're not as instantaneous as today. But think about it in the time frame of which this is going on. I don't know. Maybe part of it's the fact that you're in a hurry. You've grown up on instant orange juice. Flip a dial, instant entertainment. Dial seven digits, instant communication. Turn a key, push a pedal, instant transportation. Flash a card, instant money. Shove in a problem, push a few buttons, instant answers. But some problems you can't get quick answers to no matter how much you want them. Oh. Spot on. Spot on. Instant answers. You want them. You want instantaneous this. You want instantaneous that. We've made life so much better. Again, these kids are building a utopia. And if you can't settle that one, what about the 55,000 Americans who will die on the highways this year? That's nearly six or seven times the number that will get killed in Vietnam. Why aren't you up in arms about that? Or is dying in a car somehow moral? Tell me how to wipe out prejudice. I'll settle for just the prejudices you have inside yourselves. Show me how to get rid of the unlimited capacity for human beings to make themselves believe that they're somehow right and justified in stealing from somebody or hurting somebody. And you'll just about put this place here out of business. Boom. It hammers home so much of what a young kids in America think. And the way they end this, or the, the part I took from this that is, is brilliant, again, as the kids think of the utopia, think of all the people that are canceled, think of all the things, that, you know, whatever you want to call them, they're fired, they're ostracized, they've got the, the, you know, they've got the scarlet letter of social media around them, and they, you know, because they said something several years ago, but this utopia that all of these people are building and know the hypocrisy that's out there, as we've talked about a thousand times of, hey, I'm all about a sanctuary city, but please don't put them here. I'm all about climate change, but don't charge me more. I'm all about helping the homeless, but I just don't want to see them. All of the things that's out there and I love what he says here and this is something that should be this should be a ringtone where do you plan to set up this utopia we got a place where I can't tell you that you got it all worked out that's right a perfect form of government nobody's ever made it work we will no you won't why not you haven't got perfect people boom you haven't got perfect people something to remember three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson show to Twitter, tweet at us, text the program if you'd like to. Got some text, got some tweets. We'll talk a bit about that. Love hearing from all of you. EdenPureDeals.com, code CHAD3. What does that get you? The best air purifiers round, period, case closed, end O story. Plug them straight into the wall. The OxyLeaf Tooth Thunderstorm destroys odors. Doesn't mask the problem. Your kids can be smelly. I know. I have kids. You know what they are? Smelly. Cats, they can be smelly. Dogs, they can be smelly. You and I, we could be smelling. Maybe you smoke, maybe you, whatever it is. There's just sometimes odors in the house, and you want to make sure it smells pure. Well, this is what OxyLeaf Tooth Thunderstorm is all about. Never buy filters again. Plug it straight in, out of the way. You will smell the difference in minutes. Check it out for yourself. Save $200. EdenPureDeals.com. 
EdenPureDeals.com, code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com, code CHAD3. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. Hold on a second. That's Fox. That's Fox. That's that's Fox. You you're not having you're not hosting the game tonight. No, you're not hosting the game tonight. You know who is? Amazon. Oh. This is their new theme tonight. Amazon is hosting its first game. Hi, everyone. Al Michaels here with Kirk Herbstreet. We have an incredible schedule. You're not going to want to miss this new era of Thursday Night Football. Hey, oh, yeah. Thursday Night Football is prime time. This is a new year. Do anything and everything for your brother. I'm excited to watch it tonight. Great game, but there's more to it than just the game. Welcome to the future of football, only on Prime Video. The one thing that's holding cable companies together and regular television, many people think, is sports, live sports. And so now that Prime has it, This is the first step into what potentially is going to change a lot of things. And here's the other thing. They're going to be super interactive. One thing I love about the NFL is the interactivity. We live in a TikTok society. So the NFL is like, how do we do things where we can keep people's attentions? Well, fantasy football is one of the big things. You don't even have to like the team's playing, but you've got a guy playing, so you're doing that. Betting. They've turned to all of the drones and things. Well, now they're going to have chips inside the uniform so you can get their next-gen stats throughout the game. How fast was that guy? How long was that pass in the air? Et cetera, et cetera. They are always on the cutting edge of, of trying to keep people's attention in a society where it's hard to keep people's attention. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. It's brilliant. It really is. So we'll see what happens. So they they, they said they wanted to uh, have a big theme, you know, because you've got, you know, when you hear this, you know, CBS, when you hear the NFL, you know, on Fox, when you hear, you know, Carrie Underwood, you know, Monday Night Football, they wanted that. So they got a big orchestra, I think, out of Nashville, hired this lady who put it together. It will be a little bit more rock and roll, I think, once all is said and done, but Man, and then you got the game, right? Which is awesome. Because tonight's one of those games. You've got arguably number one, number two, number two, number three in the AFC playing each other, the the, the Chargers and the Chiefs. Oh, sign me up. Oh, we did. Because I've got Prime and I will be watching it. Oh, yes, I will, baby. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. I'll give you my full picks tomorrow, as I always do on Friday. But tonight, I'm going to go with the Chiefs at home to get a win tonight. I still think, though, long-term, 
of this year. I think the the Chargers are still my pick on the a in the AFC. But uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs tonight to win. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show your Twitter. If you missed the show, grab the podcast. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, immigration, as we all know, is an if you. And it's it's here. Here's one thing: with if you're Republicans right now, you've got Democrats having to talk about it. And you got to be just, ah, what am I going to do? Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? So where do we start? Well, we could start in a few places. We could start in Martha's Vineyard. Maybe we'll get that in a minute. But let's start at the Naval Observatory. So Kamala Harris, Vice President, House. Hey, there's not sightseers, but migrants on a bus at her house. I think it's really messed up. I think it's a very awful how he is using people as pawns you know it's like these are human beings they've been on the road for i think three days yeah i'm not a big fan of that either but i will say this why is it that texas california arizona new mexico have to be the pawns in the game of it's okay if you come here illegally as long as the brunt of it is taken by these four states and they have to deal with the pressure put on, you know, hmm, their services, the the NGOs, the nonprofits, all the churches, the chair. You, you start walking. It's okay there, right? The schools, the I mean, that's all fine because it's not in your neighborhood. No, it's not good to use them as pawns. And let's let's be real. They're saying that they're asking people if they want to go there. And they're saying yes. Now, Ron DeSantis yesterday is like, hold my hold my Chardonnay. Because if you guys out there who are bussing people places think that that's something, well, look at what I could do. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' office says it chartered two planes to fly migrants from Florida to Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. The island off of Cape Cod is famous for its multi-million dollar homes. Local government officials say they had no advance notice. DeSantis saying in a statement, states like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states. Now, are they or are they not sanctuary states? Yes, they are. Well, if they are, then 
I'm sorry. Shouldn't that be the the thing you guys want? I mean, you, you want to be the ones welcoming? You want to be the ones with open arms? All, shouldn't that be? You should be fine with that, right? Or wrong? I mean, I, I'm trying to figure this out because Lori Lightfoot talks about what a sanctuary state Illinois, you know, Illinois and Chicago, the city itself is a sanctuary state. Here's the mayor. First thing that she does when the 50 or so shows up is panic and then bust them to a neighboring county that happens to be a Republican county, of which the mayor there is like, this is crap. Why are you doing this? And their excuse was, we don't have any hotel rooms to fit the right amount of people you have. You're Chicago. You have 80 thousand hotel rooms you can't find 30 40 50 hotel rooms it's impossible well it is impossible no it's not it's not impossible because we live at a time and we're all guilty of it right where but the left more so than anybody else because they're about feelings They want people to see them as virtuous and 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 grandiose. We're a sanctuary city. If you come here, regardless of your status, we're we're gonna cuddle up to you and hold you tight and make sure that nothing can happen to you. And we'll provide you with all the things that you need. Okay. Well, here they are. Well, I mean, we weren't really we weren't, it. We we didn't we didn't mean it. Well, then why'd you say it? Because because it's, we want people to like us. It's kind of the whole like we want people to think we're good and we want people to like us. Well, that's not very nice. I am all about fixing climate change. Hey, your taxes are going to go up, and you may have to get rid of your vehicle. There's going to be rolling brownouts, blackouts, whatever you want to call them. In the coming weeks, it's going to be a little bit more money for you to pay for. Well, look, 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 look. I'm, I want the climate to be better. We need to have it cleaner. But I don't want to pay for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Homeless. What can we do to get the homeless off the streets? The unhoused, the the people that have been in unfortunate situations where the for their evil landlord and 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 whatnot have 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 just thrown them out on their asses and they're just they're eating bugs and barely surviving, but they're just hey, you know what? We're gonna uh you know that park across the street from your house? Oh yeah, park's beautiful. We're gonna put up a low income homeless uh building to house the homeless. Hey, hey, no, you're not. Not in my neighborhood. I mean, I want to help, but I don't want to see it. But he talks the talk. Oh, mm, mm, mm. But when it shows up, whatever the problem is, immigration, homelessness, the actual consequences of getting off fossil fuels and trying something because it feels like it sounds good. All of these things, well, it's, you know, it's, uh, I just want people to think I'm a good person. I want them to think morally I'm an upstanding person. Most of you out there have posted things 
where you want people to think you're, 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 oh yeah, it's about me and look how good I am. Or you know people that do that and you're like, I know that guy. That guy's full of crap. <laughs> That's not who he is. That's not who she is. Immigration. I'll say something about California right here, right? I was born and raised in California. They're not whining about it. They're not bitching about it. They put their money where their mouth is. They said they're a sanctuary state. They said they're sanctuary cities. They're people that are leaving the state. They're fleeing the state. They're taking jobs with them. They're taking taxes with them. But you know what? Say what you want. They're not calling an emergency meeting to go, we've got some 2,000 people that have shown up here and have been in a city of 7 million. What will we do with them? It's a mess. They know it. And when it finally gets to a point where it is in your neighborhood, it becomes part of the the responsibility of the people around you when it finally shows up no matter what that problem is was once virtue signaling and i want people to think i'm nice all of a sudden becomes well attacks on your social justice and we find out eh, nobody really wants that kind of tax they want everybody else to pay it. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Uh, for those of you guys uh, don't know, today is Thursday. What happens on Thursday, Chad? Uh, jobs, baby. Jobs. Jobs and more jobs. This is where people look and say, because, you know, this week we've had this wacky, wacky, weird you know, over here, uh, inflation's going to go down. They have a big party, and guess what? That party is not the party they thought they were going to have because inflation did indeed not go down. It didn't even stay steady. It went up, especially in key parts of what they're looking at, the economist. And then, you know, the whole thought process of we got lots of jobs out there, nobody to fill them, although we've got a lot of people coming across the border, $2 million plus. This year, so far, that we know of. But unemployment's still at a weird position where, you know, for every one gig that's available, you know, there should be, you know, normally the it parodies what you want. For every one gig, there's one person. Well, there's two jobs, one person. And guess what? That person's like, I don't want any of those jobs. Oh, oh. The number of Americans who applied for unemployment benefits last week dropped to a four-month low. First-time applications for jobless aid fell by 5,000 to 213,000, the fewest since May. Hiring in the country has remained strong despite rising interest rates and weaker economic growth. American businesses are desperate for workers. There are double the number of job openings as there are unemployed people. So we got people coming across the border. And, you know, I... I Elon Musk has said this a bunch. I've talked about it a bunch. Not that we're anywhere near the same, because as you guys know, I am not a good rocket ship pilot. But people worry about, oh, you know, we're worried about uh, you know climate change. This and other. We need to worry about population. Oh, yeah, it's exploding. There's not enough. We're struggling here in America to put people in positions to work. you got to not only think about uh the job situation now but you got to think about the future 
when people are retiring, Social Security, paying for all of those grandiose things that we, we give people and that they work hard to pay into. Don't get me wrong, but you need a certain number of people to essentially care for one. And we're losing that. Japan, the West itself, all struggling with population issues. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Got all those jobs. Got all those people coming across. I think we just start saying, all right, here's the deal. Everybody's getting a temporary visa. And you now are a, you're an engineer. Fantastic. Do you know anything about engineer? I'm seven. Fantastic. This is going to be a good bridge. Have you ever played Legos? We're going to start you out with Tinker Toys, and we'll go from there. What's a Tinker Toy? Foolish kids. Foolish kids. Ah, Lear, capital. Precious metals, baby. Would you like a free half-dollar Kennedy silver coin? Lear Capital wants to send you one with an investor kit, let you take a look at what they do. Precious metals, with inflation going the way it is, it's not a bad place to be. You don't need a ton of stuff. Right? It's about diversification. Precious metals is one of those things. 25 years experience, exceptional trust pilot rating, and they do things like 24-hour free risk investor pledge, meaning you buy something, you get the invoice, you're not happy with it, they'll back that thing out. It's not going to cost you anything. Do the smart thing and chat with a Lear specialist about investing in precious metals and get your free Kennedy silver half dollar today. Visit L-E-A-R, that's LearChad.com, LearChad.com, LearChad.com. What's trending? Straight at Chad Benson Show. Deep states? Uh, no. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Not that you guys need to know this, but uh, my headphones are very long and I just rolled over them. Almost took my own head off. Luckily, I survived. What's trending? I'll start on Twitter. Twitter's all, who's angry today? It's the best way to describe it. Who's angry today on Twitter? Everybody. Uh, Roger Federer, the great tennis star, has announced his retirement from professional tennis. Martha's Vineyard. Uh, yesterday, if you guys haven't heard, Ron DeSantis uh, claims credit for sending two unexpected plane loads of migrants to Martha's Vineyards. Emergency officials from Martha's Vineyards and state will meet Thursday morning to map out the next step. For the several thousand, no, 50, five, zero immigrants. Where are they from? Venezuela. Oh. Hispanic Heritage Month trending today. Nick Cannon welcomes baby number nine? Ten? Ten? Nine? Nine? And I think he's got another one on the way. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot. That's a lot of babies. That's what I'm saying. But he can afford it. And he's there for him, right? That's a win, isn't it? Isn't that the way that should be? It's a lot of kids, though. Just letting you guys know that. It's a lot of kids. Head over to Google. Maccabee Haifa. 
Number one trending thing yesterday. What is that? Well, they play in the Champions League. They played against Paris Saint-Germain. And uh, let's just say they did not win. Because Paris Saint-Germain has all the great players. You got uh, Man City and Dortmund. Watch that game. It was amazing. Because uh, Erling Holland scored the winning goal for Man City. And if you've never seen him, he looks like he's straight out of the TV show Vikings or the Game of Thrones. He's six foot five. And he's got this long blonde hair. And uh, he's arguably the best player right now on the planet. Patagonia, the uh, president, founder of Patagonia, is giving away his company to help fight climate change. So there's a guy who's like, you know what? I'll do everything I have to do. We make $100 million a year in profit. My company's worth several billion dollars. I am giving it away to fight climate change. Hold on a second. What? Oh, it's the Chinese. They are laughing. (laughs) They are laughing. Oh, Chad, you're not very nice. Railway uh, strike is avoided. R. Kelly convicted yet again in a court, this time of child pornography. And also on Google, Martha's Vineyard getting a lot of love today because of the, you know, they sent migrants there. And again, 50 of them, not they're They're having an emergent. What do we do with all these people? I've never even seen them. What happened? What, what, are they new gardeners? How, why are they here? Oh, man, I can't believe that. That's not very nice. Jeez. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. A lot of stuff to squeeze into. And we're going to squeeze it all in straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I like to let you guys into my life every once in a while. I do it a lot, actually. Uh, yesterday on my, on my local show, we, uh, we recorded an interview. And every day, my, my on-air partner, not life partner, on-air partner, nothing wrong with that, says to me, uh, he asked me every day. He's like, because he knows how many hours I work. And, and, you know, I drive in an hour a day from where I live. And I get here. At, like today, I left my house at 147 this morning. You know, I got here at like uh, 255. I'd stop and get some gas and stuff. And he always goes, how many, how many hours of sleep did you get last night? And so last night, I'll tell you guys, uh, I went to bed a little bit early. I got three hours and 21 minutes, it says. Night before, though, for three straight nights, I've gotten four plus hours. He goes, oh, man, that's great. I said, yeah. I said, you know, my father-in-law passed away. He goes, yeah, I know, earlier this year. And he goes, so when he died, he had a, <laughs> we had a medical bed, really good one, like a hospital bed, not one of those ones that you can get from medical supply and say, no, it was a straight-up hospital one with a purple mattress. And 
while we're in flux because we're still moving stuff in you know the old house because we're not quite finished with the uh the other part of the house where the mother-in-law is gonna stay so we we're kind of in flux so right now we're I'm like, I'm just going to sleep in this. And plus my allergies been acting up. So there's times that I'm struggling at night because I'm stuffy. So I, I, I raised myself like 15, 12 to 15. He never got past the I'm sleeping in a hospital bed because he's a hypochondriac. And the fact that my father-in-law died in that bed also freaks him out. And I'm like, you know, the bed didn't kill him, right? <laughs> like the bed didn't wake up and smother him or something like that. So uh, I just, I find it like some people just get so weirded out by stuff. I, and, I, and he's like, but that is so you. And I'm like, I, I guess, you know, I just, I go, you would never? He goes, no, never, never, never even come close. I wouldn't even want to touch it or look at it or get near it. I'm like, okay. Interesting indeed. China uh, is awful. I think we know that. Yeah, that's very, very what? Tell tell me how amazing they are, please do. Tell me all the all the amazing things that they oh they steal intellectual property massively. If you talk to anybody in the FBI, they will tell you that the vast majority of their time is investigating hacks and theft online from China. Their goal is global domination and a world of which they rule and everyone bows to them. But I do believe, as Gordon Chang has pointed out, Mike Lyons, our military analyst, has pointed out that, you know, for a while they were an ascending nation. Now many people think they're a descending nation. And China is also thrown in with Russia. And today they're going to sit down and they're going to meet and they're going to hang out. China has benefited as well, exporting far more of its own goods to Russia since the war began. But given what has happened in Ukraine with Russia losing territory and its forces exposed as weak and hapless, China will definitely have the power position in these meetings. But even if Russia gets nothing else, the meeting will signal an anti-Western bond, which is significant. Yeah. Two autocrats getting together to break bread and talk about how they can keep their people down and dominate others around them. But why the Ukrainian war is important. First of all, it's important for freedom. It's important for us human beings to do all we can. It's the most important story in the world. Now, it may not be our most important story. Because we're so blessed to live in a world where we live with freedoms that we are granted with fear. No. Knowing we have these things. There's no fear tomorrow that somebody's coming to take them away. Another nation. We're making things up to be angry about. So that's number one importance. The second thing is. The weakening of Russia at the top isn't a bad thing. And the potential, if Russia was to lose this, to send a message to Xi that Russia was supposed to be better than you guys militarily. 
your force might be bigger, but Russia was supposed to be hardened, right? They had Chechens and fighters that they had gone and fought, and they've had you. They were supposed to be. If they get beat by a bunch of upstarts whose weapons were supplied vastly by the West, in particular us, of which we have done that with Taiwan, that will make them think, I don't know if we're up for this. This might not be a good idea. And the Russians are feeling the pain now. It took longer, I think, than some people expected, but they are feeling the pain. The question is, it is going to be an act of attrition, not just between Russia and Ukraine and the forces. It's going to be an act of attrition to see who can stay in the longest with having very little goods and then only getting goods from certain places, having to buy post-Soviet era weapons from the you know North Koreans. And at the same time, the West has to, in particular, Europe has to decide how long can we hold out during the winter without giving in to Russia because of energy. We shall see. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Good news. Good news. Inflation, while it sucks, the supply chain issues that we're still having with China, Well, we won't have to worry about the one that was coming, which would have been massive here, which was the rail strikes because they have a deal. Now, talks had stalled over workers' demands for improved conditions, including scheduling sick time. But the president says that the deal reached is a win for thousands of workers, saying they will get better pay, improved working conditions, and peace of mind around their health care costs, describing that as all hard-earned. But the president is also describing this as a victory for the railway companies, who will be able, he says, to retain and recruit more workers. Yeah, which was always a, is one of the big things. You know, somebody yesterday, uh, you know, I know they got mad at me, told me to Pull my head out of my ass because it wasn't just about pay. Well, first of all, if it's not just about pay, why are you asking for, why are you getting a 24% bump? It's not just about, but I did say a lot of it was sick time, the scheduling, the whole nine yards, and that's a lot of what this was. Guys and gals, you know, that were working, they would get home, and within an hour or two, they're called back to work. And they were frustrated, and they were angry, and if they didn't show up, they were getting docked, and it was her. And we, we touched on that. So they think they got something that works, but it also still comes down to, can you get enough people? Can you get enough people to work? I don't know. We're going to find out. Can they get enough people to work? But this would have hurt the fourth quarter. Santa Claus would have been upset. It could have got really ugly. So problem averted. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of that stuff. I love some of the you know some of the stuff that people send me. Again, it's it's always it's always fascinating. The hate. I don't. I, I just again. I don't know how you hate like that. I don't know. Like, hey, you dis. I disagree with you. So automatically, the first thing out of my mouth should be, "You need to f off and die." I think, well, that's a little rude because you you don't see eye to eye with me or we don't we don't agree on something. Yeah, that's what you need to do. You need to you need to blankety blank. And I get a lot of that a day. 
and it's uh uh you know it's so uh, you know like i was saying railroad workers on point systems to get time off all you talk about is 24 percent pay raise which i that's not true do your research would you like a point system to get your time off pull your head out your i added that and it's it's funny hey you mispronounced a word like you have nothing else to do like that's your complaint but I love it when you guys contact me, even they. But I just want to know, why are you so angry? That's my big thing. I just know how we got here. And I know that social media, which yesterday was dragged up in front of another one of those uh, hearings, asking about all kinds of things, right? And, you know, Twitter right now, you know, they got the whistleblower that's been up there. They're, they're under the, the gun because... The whole merger or the sale it kind of fell apart. You're finding more and more out that they were doing a lot of different things when it came when it comes to behind closed doors. That all the stuff that that Wright had complained about, well, that was happening. Uh, you know that they also had access to everybody's information. That there was so many different things going on. But one of the things they ask is: Is social media good or is it bad? Hmm. Interesting. The reality is that for all the debate about whether social media is predominantly good or bad, the truth is that we don't really know. And if anyone tells you they know, they don't know. I believe that we have a right to know. Yeah. I don't know if social media is good or bad. Like anything, it's, it's, it's a tool. Inherently, social media is just what it is. It's social media. We're social. We're together. You know, we're sharing stuff. But it's how you use that tool. And in the world, too, it's how you take it. And it, it's, it, it is tough to decide. Do I think social media has its good points? Absolutely. Do I think it has its bad points? 100%. But can I honestly say, you know, I was telling my uncle yesterday, I was joking. like, man, sometimes you just want to get kicked off social media, so you just don't have to do what? Have social media. <laughs> And it's not hard. That being said, is it good? Earlier this week, we talked about how much the phone dating the world of of, of being social through an app has hurt men in particular. It's a big thing. It is. It's a huge thing. 323-538-2423. That's the text line. So if you want to text me, you go to 323 323- Five three eight twenty four twenty three. If you if you want to debate, I'm fine with that. I try to as much as possible have conversations with people. But if you start out with "f you" and die, the conversation ends. I always want to tell you that. <laughs> Just want to let you know. Pick up a little bit more about social media on the other side. Plus, uh, age kids should get phones. That's the next debate and uh, breaking news out of Taiwan. There's an apology. We'll tell you what that apology is for. And it's an apology that should never, ever have taken place. RUFFgreens.com slash Chad. RuffGreens.com slash Chad. You go there, you're going to get a free bag of Rough Greens. My dog, Doodle, I talked to him last night. He said, ruff, 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 which means feed me. And I put the food down. 
And then he looked at me, and he's like, oh, yeah. So I went and got the bag and sprinkled on top of it. It's K9, Vitasmart, all the vitamins, minerals, probiotics, all these amazing things. And he gobbled it up. And then later on, when I was walking, he ran at me kind of sideways, and boom, because he was so happy to see me, like a torpedo, a black and white torpedo. Four years ago, he wouldn't have done that. We got him. I Grecian formula. I think they put on him to to you know to get rid of him. They're like, look how young he is. And then we got him home, and like within a day, he had turned white. But he's happy. He's healthy. He is living his best little life now, even though he's well older than we thought. If your dog struggles, maybe they're lethargic. They don't have any energy whatsoever. They struggle with with maybe you know allergies, or they have digestive problems, or they have aches and pains. Try Rough Greens. Dr. Dennis Blacks wants to send you a bag for free. You cover the cost of shipping. It's that simple. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say Leslie Umbarger, upgrading her phone at the AT&T store, says her little boy won't be ready for one for a few more years. Twelve. About age twelve? Yes. Any younger? At that age, they're not really thinking about taking care of it. But according to AT&T, the average age for a first phone? The trend that we've seen over the last couple years is between the ages of nine and ten. Or fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got Jack his phone when he was, I think, nine, ten. And part of that is because it's just easier for me to talk to him. But also, you know, I mean, and they talk about this less, you know, want, need. Yeah, the kids want them, but there's also a need. Most parents realize that buying a cell phone for a child is less of a want and more of a need these days. But the experts say there are some steps you need to take before giving your child their first device. Smartphones have parental controls like AT&T's Secure Family app. Verizon has a Smart Family app, while T-Mobile has Family Mode. So you can see all the caller logs and details. More importantly, you can locate your child at all times. It's really good for parents to be able to locate their uh, son or daughter's phone. Uh, that way they can kind of see where they're at. You know, it's interesting. So, you know, my all my kids have phones and again need because uh and we're blessed my wife my wife you know she she manages the house she does all of that stuff plus she you know helps out with my mother-in-law you know and you know she does a lot of stuff at church but the need is because you know parents aren't home all the time anymore they're gone so being able to contact is is one thing but this is the funny thing My stepdaughter and Jack, they rarely have their phone with them. They're more into their tablet. My oldest stepdaughter, Fifi, she is, Finn is always on a tablet drawing and doing stuff. And the phone is kind of, you know, it's almost become a mini afterthought. So they just take it with them and they're always losing it. And Jack is, oh, my, you know, so I'm like, my goodness, me. But I do get it, though, because being able to reach the kids, especially if you're going somewhere and you're going to do something, it's important. It is. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Uh, I, I don't think they should have apologized. Taiwan Veterans Home, state-run facility for military vets, has issued an apology. Why is that, you ask? Because it's the Mid-Autumn Festival. 
So this nursing home in Taiwan enlisted the services of lingerie-clad strippers to celebrate the Chinese holiday. Viral footage filmed by attendees show one of the vets with a handful of happiness, if you will, getting motorboated and twerked on in his wheelchair. While they issued an apology, many people took to the Internet and said, what are you guys upset about? Let them have fun. They fought. They defended. They were military veterans. This one vet, though, I, he, they've all got masks on because they're still worried about COVID. I can't see his smile, but I know he's smiling because he's got a handful of happiness. <laughs> and then the next picture, <laughs> 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. I don't see anybody unhappy there, kids. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. If you're Biden today, you got a smile on your face. Mostly because James Taylor's not playing in the garden anymore. But uh, railway strike diverted. Oh, thank goodness. How ugly could that have been for the United States economy at a time when inflation is continuing to stay high And you've got this worry about, uh, you know, a lot of different things. And how do we, you know, are we in a uh, a recession? What about inflation? Blah, 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 blah. You know, you can go on and on. Uh, He got a win today. Uh, really, was it a win for America? That's the that's the reality of of what it is. I mean, we could sit here and go, oh, my God, it's great. But it's 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 a win for America because we're not going to see higher prices on stuff. Because the railway is going to continue to move goods. After round-the-clock talks, the president just announcing a short while ago that the railway companies and the unions have reached a tentative deal that could prevent what would likely have been an economically and politically disastrous strike. Now, now talks, I'm told, lasted 20 hours. The president himself calling in around 9 p.m. last night to stress that any shutdown would have been catastrophic for the economy. The president, in a statement this morning, is hailing the tentative agreement as an important win for our economy and the American people. Yeah, I can see that. That's what matters. Important win for us, the American people, who are what? We are their employers, their employees. Let's not forget that. The more we realize that, right? Now, you look at it, I used to say, we're, we're their customers, whatever it is. We are the ones who put them in the position. So let's remind ourselves when it's a big win for the White House. Oh, the reality is it's a big win for us, America, the people, you and I. That's where it's a big win. Now, it matters. Now, they're heading into midterms. They've got issues. Both sides do. You know that, and I know that. Economy is still the number one thing. You know, if you go and look, and it's like, oh, it's democracy, or it's abortion, or it's the economy sitting up there. I'm not saying those things aren't playing a, a absolute part in what's going on 
but the economy's stupid. It will continue to still be the economy, stupid, until uh, you're informed otherwise. Oh, yeah, I guess so. You know, as long as stuff is more expensive and uh, money's going to get more expensive and we're getting to a point where people are no longer robbing Paul to pay Peter and then Peter to pay Paul uh, because both Paul and Peter have no more money to rob. And they're looking at you going, well, I was just going to rob you. Oh, uh, you were? Yeah, yeah. Because I had to pay Paul, too. Paul's like, I had to pay Peter, so we're all going to rob you. Yeah, that's not happening anymore. So people are frustrated with that. You know, that celebration the other day was not a good look. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, But we move forward, and he's got to start figuring out what to do. Because still, you know, while the momentum right now, as we head into midterms, is still sitting in the the position of, of... the Democrats favor right now. The fact is, is this is an ebb and flow thing and the ebbs and flows that are continuing to go and will continue to go. And it's just, who's going to be hot at the right time. That's the big question. I think people want to know you ever watch college basketball. One team always is there. They're the sixth seed in their, their conference tournament. And then they win and run the table. Then they get in and they're staying hot and they get all the way to the elite eight or the final four. That's what you have to think about. Who's going to get hot at the right time? So the Republicans are weathering their storm right now, and the Democrats still have their issues out there. There's no doubt about that. And they're trying to figure out, well, how do we go about, you know, positioning ourselves? They've done a really good job positioning. It's all Trump's fault. Doesn't matter what it is. Immigration, Trump's fault. Second gunman on the grassy knoll, Trump's fault. Titanic, Trump's fault. They've done a good job of that democracy uh, and falling apart and the world going to hell in a hatchback, Trump's fault. President Biden now turning the issue into a rallying cry for Democrats ahead of the midterms. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. The president later walking back his comments, saying he doesn't view all Republicans or even all Trump voters as threats to democracy. Just those who continue falsely claiming the election was stolen. Yeah, he's still trying to figure out, how do I position that? Like, you know, the election deniers are not the same as the people that they support Trump and the things that he was doing. Didn't like Trump the man or what? what But then it's got to go back and he's got to walk it back because, you know, I, I think Hillary said, hey, you know, I called them deplorables, right? And you know what happened? It became a rallying cry for them. Now you're calling them the ultra magas and all of the it's a rallying cry. And even people that aren't fans of Trump and the, the, the MAGA crowd, they they said, you know, that that speech a couple weeks ago, they're still like, what the hell were you doing? Even last week. Uh, Bill Maher talked about it, and I thought he was very, you know, honest and forthcoming about, hey, you know what, you, you, you guys over here who 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 are screaming at the election deniers over here on the right, let's not forget what took place prior to Trump being president while he was running to be president, and then as he just became president. 
There's a lot of election denial in the Democratic Party, depending on if you lose. Stacey Abrams was not a gracious uh, loser in the Georgia race a couple of years ago, and she's revered as a hero on the left, largely. There's a lot of political violence in this country on the left. It's not the same. That's, but it's worth talking about if is, those values matter to you. You that, work back from the value. I, you're right, too. You're right, too. Oh, wow. It's Matt Walsh there. So you, you, what do you mean? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Like, both sides have their issues, right? That's where we are now. You, uh, I, I didn't, did you win or lose? It doesn't matter. If I won, it's because I'm great and better than everybody else. If, it, if I lost now, it's because I was cheated. Oh. Republicans own that issue of election denial. Let's fight. And, and Democrats have to own other crazy shit where, you know, a bodega guy gets attacked and then he's brought up on charges because he fought back. Yeah. Go to war on that. The, this bakery in Portland that I saw won a big suit this week because they were accused of racism when they and they won, I think, $135 million from Oberlin College. Just pick out something. There's something every day that Biden could have picked out and said, and my side has gone too far on this. Yeah. It's what I always talk about. Holding yourself accountable is great. Go back to uh, if you've ever seen the movie Eight Mile. Right. If you've ever seen the movie Eight Mile, uh, it's a great movie and, you know, kind of the biop of uh, a little bit of, of Eminem. But they get into these rap battles and it's where, the, you know, they've got all these people up there and you just go up there and you got a minute and you, you rap and you try to tear down the other guy and this, that and the other. And in the final thing, I'm, you know, spoiler alert here for a movie that's like 15 years old, he basically takes all the ammunition that the other guy would have. By saying, yeah, I'm all of these things. I'm white trash and da da da. He, he walks that through. And then he goes off on who the other guy is, showing his hypocrisy. And that's why when you own something and you get in front of it and you, and you take away that ammunition, it, 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 it's, it's, it's smart. But both sides like to deny. And yes, you, you know, Stacey Abrams, again, hero. Well, she lost. Still complaining about it, by the way. I mean, you know, uh, uh, KJP. Remember the press secretary's tweet about, you know, he's not a legitimate president. Oh, I knew you were going to bring this up. It, it was something to, you, you, if you deny, you deny. But you own it. Here's my question, though. For us, the exhausted majority, you, me, and everybody else. We're, we're sitting here. I said yesterday, being independent, right? Well, I lean right. I'm still independent. Very much so. I voted for some Democrats. A lot of times I just held my breath and, and just, just uh, there is nothing for us. At the end of the day, you know, you're still picking from two parties who've got a monopoly on the system and have run away from the values of what their quote unquote parties stand for because they're more interested in special interest and everything else. 75, 80% of people out there are like you and I. Right. Maybe a little right. Maybe a little left. Some are a little bit more conservative. Some are a little bit more liberal. But we all kind of want the same things. And we're completely ignored because the extremes have taken over the party and the microphones. But the country could then the people in the middle and the people who don't want to feel like you're just attacking my team would be like, yes, finally. And then he could not have to run again. (laughs) Which is always Bill Maher's thing. Not have to run again. But they don't. None of that stuff is. It's, you know, we talked about it, the abortion thing. 
where, you know, some people like, I can't believe Lindsey Graham do something like this. I can't I, I, I can't believe uh, that the Lindsey Graham would even think about coming out with this. And and well, yeah, he sees the polls. He understands what's going on. And I think like everything else, they all thought it was never going to be touched. So it was safe to 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 pass bills in you know state houses they knew were never ever going to be you know touched and and while there was some people out there that are absolutely adamant pro-life there are people out there that are like i say i'm pro-life and i am but i don't want to take away somebody else's choice but if i say that i'm going to get in trouble oh so he comes out with this and people are oh my god i can't believe he'd come out and in 15 weeks 15 weeks he wants to pass a bill 15 weeks and of course the democrats are pushing back because at the end of the day it's really not about the choice. It's about the issue. I think we should have a law at the federal level that would say after 15 weeks, no abortion on demand, except in cases of rape, incest, to save the life of the mother. That should be where America's at. Which is where most of the world is at. And by that, I mean uh, Europe, westernized countries. That's where they sit. 12 weeks in most cases throughout Europe, 10 or 12 weeks. We're going to 15 weeks. Nobody wants to hear that, right? But it's, if you put that out there, and and I see it's funny because a lot of conservatives, I can't believe he would say something like this. I can't believe he would do something like this. I I, I can't believe, what what is he thinking? What is he doing? Well, I think he's just, he's playing politics. He is. He's playing absolute politics understanding that I'm going to put this in your court, this ball in your court. And when I do, and if you say I want no part of this, I would never vote on this. I would never get around on any of this. I would never do any of those things. Because I want choice and we're like, well, this is choice. Well, the American people go look at the polls of what the American people say when it comes to abortion. First trimester, majority of Americans believe there should be choice. Second trimester, a precipitous drop. By the time you get through the third trimester, nobody, but very, very few extremes say it should be up until whenever I decide. So are you serious about this or are you just Because if it's just about the game and they're offering something and you don't like it, it just shows you you're more interested in the battle than the solution. A lot more to get to today. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Go there now. Get a free bag of Rough Greens. It's on Dr. Dennis Black and myself. That's right. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, just the best stuff you can give your dog. Sprinkle on top of your dog's food. Don't change anything. You watch what happens. It is amazing. It has made my dog doodle healthier and happier. He's got more energy. Last night, I, I, I stood up, and I went to get uh, something to drink, and doodle comes flying around the corner, and he jumps on my leg. And it's hilarious, because I told my wife, it's like, it's like this little this like black and white missile coming at me. And it's just four years ago, you know, he would have moped and kind of, uh, you know, it was just it was sad. Not anymore. And 
This is why. K9 Vita Smart Vitamins, Minerals, Probiotics. Just try it. It's a free bag. You cover the cost of shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C H A D B E N S O N. Follow the program across all the social media fun, and we've got plenty of it. Wow, the Royals. That's a nice allowance. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The Queen brought to this resting place in a solemn 38-minute procession. Thousands of well-wishers coming to watch. I was five when the Queen became Queen. And she has been the mainstay and the constant in my life. I'm now 75. And I just thought I should mark her passing. As her coffin was carried over from Buckingham Palace on a horse-drawn carriage, draped in the royal standard and topped with the imperial state crown. The queen, gone, long live the king, and the king is Charles, and well, people are asking the question, hmm, that's a lot of money. Are you guys worth it? There's a lot of debate about whether or not the monarchy is value for money. Monarchists argue that they bring in money through tourism. Republicans argue that that's not really measurable and that there are lots of funds that would find their way into the public purse if we didn't have a monarchy. Yeah, they got uh, the minute she passed away. It was a crap ton of money that flowed to the rest of the family members. Now that Charles is king, he has inherited significant sums of money. Some of that money is what he inherits as sovereign in order to perform his official duties, public funds to do his role. But he will also inherit from his late mother a significant sum of personal wealth. She had large personal wealth. We don't know exactly how much and we will never know because it was considered private. But she will, of course, have left that to her descendants. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, William and Kate inherited uh, about a billion dollars. And I know what you guys are thinking. Well, that's I mean, man, there we go. So, So these guys get all this money. So taxes, baby. The king is legally exempt from inheritance tax, even on personal inheritance. And at a time like this, when you're talking about someone with such huge sums of wealth, a lot of people around the country are really struggling at the moment. It'll be interesting to see if there are any questions or any criticism leveled around that. Yeah, I think there will be more than I think people realize. And people are asking the question, is this time for them to start winding down the monarchy? Having been there again, uh, you know, I, you know, from the time I was, I think, 10 or 11, I, I'd spent my summers over there playing soccer uh, almost every summer. And then I moved up there, you know, as, uh, you know, my basically my mid-teens and went over and played soccer over there and lived over there and had a life and and uh, on and off for well over a decade. And I there is something about it, something that binds the people. That being said, you know, we don't get it here the way that they do, but uh, would I be surprised if they got rid of their monarchy? Hell yeah, I would. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The immigration thing just makes me laugh a little bit. Just the whole thought. Bunch of people been bused to Kamala Harris's 
House, right? You've got uh, people uh, who are being flown to Martha's Vineyard, and uh, people are just like, what's going on? They're looking just for a better life. Um, and, and, and to see this gotcha moment, this stunt, uh, really used for political gain is, is pretty disgusting. Because Ron DeSantis is like, all right, those guys are busing. I'm going to fly people. Let's put them in Martha's Vineyard. And I love how it's like, well, that's just awful and it's horrible. Uh, it's horrible that their country sucks and that they're running away from violence and poverty and all of the things that are just wrong with so many of these countries around the globe, even though we're the ones that are evil and bad. I get that. But it just shows you, though, the hypocrisy, because if it's not at your doorstep, you don't care. Right. How does this affect me? If there's got to be effort, you're like, well, this changes everything. It, 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 it makes me laugh. They are ridiculous. Here's a uh, sheriff who is from Texas when asked about all of the migrants, if you will. And they're not migrants. They're, they're, they're people that are looking for some are asylum seekers. They're, some are just, you know, I mean, they're going to be here temporarily. I mean, but, you know, it's, they, they want to be here for the most part. They're not going to wander continuously. They're not going on to Canada and somewhere else. But uh, they asked the sheriff about, you know, D.C., New York, and Chicago. So they want to complain about seven or 9,000 people showing up in their cities. They're barking up the wrong tree because they're not going to find a sympathetic ear with me, nor are they going right. to find it with many Texans. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. No. If America's so bad, why do people want to come here? It's a good question, right? Because we're always hearing about how bad America is, how evil it is, the whole nine yards. Yesterday, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, I get here extra early. I always tell you guys that. So I get here extra early, and uh, I'm here all day. One of the things I do when I come in in the morning is I get myself ready. Uh, I'm working on all the show stuff. I'm pulling audio. I'm reading, you know, God, you know, just a ton of, of, I mean, a ton of articles going over as much as I possibly can. But I have the TV on in the background. And yesterday, as I do every day, I watch uh, usually uh, the end or maybe most, depending on time I get here, Barnaby Jones, followed by... Uh, Highway Patrol, which was the show that came out in the 50s. It was black and white. It was the first show to use, you know, uh, multiple cameras. Very interesting. And that's what you guys need to know that. And then Dragnet yesterday. And Dragnet was very interesting because it is a snapshot of what we're going through in today's world of culture clash. These young kids were robbing all these stores, and the reason is they're building a utopia. We do hereby freely bind ourselves in love, each one to the other, and dedicate ourselves to the attainment of freedom of expression without qualification for the human spirit and to the total renunciation of material values. Beginning to make sense? Not so far. <sighs> Man, we've organized a new society, a new order of things, a perfect order. And the key to it is getting rid of materialism. Nobody owns anything. Everybody owns everything. Nobody knows any uh, owns anything. Everybody owns everything. All the while, to get all this stuff, they had to do what? They had to steal. And they complained the entire time about how bad America is, how evil it is, because Vietnam War, the whole nine yards. Don't think you have a corner on all the virtue vision in the country, or that everybody else is fat and selfish, and you're the first generation to come along that's felt dissatisfied. They all have, you know, about different things, and most of them didn't have the same opportunity and freedoms that you do. Let's talk poverty. Most places in the world, that's not a problem. It's a way of life. And rights, 
They're liable to give you a blank stare because they may not know what you're talking about. The fact is, more people are living better right here than anywhere else ever before in history. So don't expect us to roll over and play dead when you say you're dissatisfied. It's not perfect, but it's a great deal better than when we grew up. A hundred men standing in the street hoping for one job, selling apples on the street corner. That's one of the things we were dissatisfied about, and you don't see that much anymore. Oh, hitting them hard, Jack Webb. So you got Harry Morgan, Jack Webb, giving these three kids who have all robbed to build their perfect utopia. They're stomping on people. They're doing all this stuff because they're going to build a perfect utopia because, again, the older generation has let them down, and they know better than everybody else. You're taller, stronger, healthier, better educated, and you live longer than the last generation. And we don't think that's altogether bad. You've probably never seen a quarantine sign in your neighbor's door. Diphtheria, scarlet fever, whooping cough. Probably none of your classmates are crippled with polio. You don't see many mastoid scars anymore. We've done quite a bit of fighting all around the world. Whether you think it was moral or not, a lot of people are free today to make their own mistakes because of it. And that may just include you. Oh, right in their faces. Kids are pushing back, though. Again, they want the perfect utopia, the perfect society. They're building something. This generation just doesn't get it. You guys just don't get it. We're so much better than you. You guys need to understand that. You do. And we're morally superior. I don't know. Maybe part of it's the fact that you're in a hurry. You've grown up. This is what I love. Now, mind you, for those of you who are listening a little bit younger, uh, they're going to talk about things that are, at the time, very, very fast comparatively, uh, you know, to the days gone by. But compared to today, not so much. I don't know. Maybe part of it's the fact that you're in a hurry. You've grown up on instant orange juice. Flip a dial, instant entertainment. Dial seven digits, instant communication. Turn a key, push a pedal, instant transportation. Flash a card, instant money. Shove in a problem, push a few buttons, instant answers. But some problems you can't get quick answers to, no matter how much you want them. We took a little boy into Central Receiving Hospital yesterday. He was four years old. He weighs eight and a half pounds. His parents just haven't bothered to feed him. Now, give me a fast answer to that one. One that'll stop that from ever happening again. And if you can't settle that one, what about the 55,000 Americans who will die on the highways this year? That's nearly six or seven times the number that'll get killed in Vietnam. Why aren't you up in arms about that? Or is dying in a car somehow moral? Tell me how to wipe out prejudice. I'll settle for just the prejudices you have inside yourselves. Show me how to get rid of the unlimited capacity for human beings to make themselves believe that they're somehow right and justified in stealing from somebody or hurting somebody. And you'll just about put this place here out of business. Oh, basically, and and the whole time they're doing this, these kids are slinking down because they're starting to realize, well, wait a minute here. These guys are right. You know, all the bad things that, that we've done to get to this point. We become all the things that we don't want to be. And we are prejudiced. We don't believe in in, in your ideas. We, we, we think our hate, our, our right for doing something is morally superior. Does it sound familiar? Does it sound like the world we live in? I don't think that we're telling you to lose your ideals or your sense of outrage. They're the only way things ever get done. And there's a lot that still needs doing. And we hope you'll tackle it. You don't have to do anything dramatic like trying to come up with a better country. You can find enough to keep you busy right here. While you're at it, don't break things up in the name of progress or crack a placard stick over somebody's head to help him see the light. Be careful of his rights, because your property and your person and your rights aren't any better than his. And next time, you may be the one to get it. We remember a man who killed six million people and called it social improvement. So hang in. 
Don't try to build a new country. Make the old one work. It has for over 400 years, and by the world's standards, that's hardly more than yesterday. Boom. Boom. Brilliant. Amazing. And I love the way they kind of ended it here, well, at least I'm ending it for you, is when they talk about utopia. And think about this in the world that we live in now, where everybody gets canceled if you say something wrong and all of these things, but these people are going to build a better world. Jack Webb crushes it here. Where do you plan to set up this utopia? We got a place. Where? I can't tell you that. You got it all worked out. That's right. A perfect form of government. Nobody's ever made it work. We will. No, you won't. Why not? You haven't got perfect people. Boom. That was Dragnet some 50, 60 years ago. Think about that. I think it hits you right there. It's like, wow, that is, that's something. It is absolutely something. Right in your face. It's crazy, huh? You look back and you're like, well, there were, yeah. Back then even. The entitlement makes you think. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. The Perk Hill bed sheets. Fantastic. Amazing from MyPillow. They deep discounts on every single thing you can think of at MyPillow. And it's easy to get. You go to MyPillow.com slash Benson and you can pick them up. Normally they're $90 for you right now. $39.98. That's huge. 250 thread count. Breathable. Amazing. King and queen size. Tons of different colors. They don't shrink. Washable. 60 money back guarantee. MyPillow's got deep discounts on all the products you can think of right now, from the MyPillow to, to, to the mattress topper to everything. But get these Percale bed sheets. They are absolutely incredible. A breathable, which I love. And that 250 thread count, it's like you're sleeping on a million bucks. You can't go wrong there, kids, is what I'm trying to tell you. So go to MyPillow.com slash Benson, MyPillow.com slash Benson. Get yours now. Percale bed sheets, normally 90 bucks. yours right now. Best sale of the year, $40. MyPillow.com slash Benson. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Thursday night football tonight on Amazon. What? Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Hello, good morning. What we're doing today is something very special, and I'm so honored that I was asked to write the new Thursday night football theme. Hopefully it's something that is going to be part of everyone's Thursday night for the next 30 years or so. Ah, I was talking to my uh, on-air partner. On my local show, we were talking yesterday. You know, this time of year is great, right? You got football; it, it's up and running. College football's been going for a couple of weeks. We're just now really starting to get. I mean, we're we're not even at the point where we're starting to get it. But we're starting to see real matchups, and it's awesome. But then this past weekend, the NFL kicks off. We're all super excited. It's the NFL. But then you realize, so you got football Saturday, right? If you like college, it's not like college football. I love it. Uh, but then you got football all day Sunday, and I'm I'm a watching football kind of guy all day Sunday. Go to church, watch football. Now we got uh, or I'll go to church Saturday night, uh, and then Monday night you got football, and then Tuesday, Wednesday kind of suck. There's no football, and then Thursday, and that right there is the lady. Uh, I think she's in Nashville at a college where she was tasked with writing the new. Thursday night football theme. Thursday night football theme. 
And it's interesting. So Amazon has the rights to Thursday Night Football, and it debuts tonight. And this is a huge deal for the media industry. As some people put it, the last thing holding together cable in a lot of ways is sports. So all Major League Soccer games will be streamed exclusively on Apple TV starting next season. Paramount and CBS and Amazon are playing the Champions League. I saw CBS and CBS Plus Sports. Their ratings were huge for Champion Leagues in the middle of the day for soccer. If you don't think so, yeah, it's growing, kids. So just, just take a deep breath. It's happening. Then Amazon went out and they got football. So tonight, big deal for Amazon. First of all, new booth. Al Michaels left NBC and Chris Collinsworth, and he heads over to Amazon. And joining him in the booth is Kurt Herbstreet from ESPN, who's still at ESPN. He's their main analyst over there for you know college football. So he joins Al. There's new tech in the uniforms. We'll get to that in a second. It is going to be very interesting. But you got to start with the theme, right? Everybody's got... I mean, that's part of the jam with all of the things that, you know, when we talk about, you know, part of the brand, whether it's an audio brand, whether it's a, you know, you like Trump, right? You know what Trump is, right? If you're just, you're only into politics, you know what Trump is. Oh, I know what Trump is. Yeah, 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 I know what Trump is. Okay, well, it's the same thing here. You have to have... A theme. You've got to have a theme. Oh, yeah, you do have to have a theme. And that's exactly what they went and put together. A theme. You know, we know CBS. We know Fox. So you know that theme. So you've got to come out and you got to hit it hard. You got to come out and hit it big and hard and uh, make sure that people know because you've got only a few seconds to grab their attention. Obviously, you know, Sunday night has uh, Carrie Underwood. So they tasked this lady to put together the new theme for now. It will be much more punchy than this with rock and roll. You hear a bit of this as it comes up. But, you know, it's it's got a bit of a John Williams feel. Kind of hear that there. But now we get a little bit of the punch coming on up. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Al Michaels here with Kirk Herbstreet. We have an incredible schedule. You're not going to want to miss this new era of Thursday Night Football. New era, baby. Thursday Night Football is prime time. Prime time. This is a new year. Do anything and everything for your brother. I love football. I'm pumped. I'm excited. And it all begins... Welcome to the future of football, only on Prime Video. Eh, it feels a little theatrical, more so than the punch of, you know, like when you listen to Fox again, it's a, it's right in your face, in your face. 
But some of the other things that they're going to do, because one thing the NFL does better than everything else is they adapt and they move forward. Tonight, new tech, all the uniforms will have chips inside of them for next-gen stats, which reviewers can fall. So, so if you're viewing it, right, you can follow along in real time using Amazon's X-Ray feature. And they're going to be debuting stuff throughout tonight and in the coming uh, you know, weeks. I'm pumped. I like it. I'm excited. So football, interactive, something totally different. They want to keep it as much a video game as well as a gambling and everything you could think of. That's what the NFL wants to do. Keep you in the game because everybody's got short attention spans. So how can they make everything about the game almost TikTok-esque? Where the attention span is short, but I can get you to watch this entire game by doing 20 different things within the game. Gambling on this, checking stats on that. Smart. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Interesting segment. If you didn't hear, grab the podcast. Uh, I just found, again, the whole thing so interesting. Me sitting around yesterday, I get here extra early, and and as I'm doing stuff, putting together the show, I like to have the TV on in the background. Yesterday, Dragnet, that whole thing is just flash forward some 40, 50, 60 years, and lo and behold, they're talking about the same thing our kids are talking about with the same you know grievances our kids nowadays have. And they think they've all cornered the market today as if nobody else has ever thought that maybe other generations felt uh, a little pissed and angry, too, at the generations before. Now, maybe not as felt as entitled, but tell you what, it's kind of spot on. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. By the way, my pick for tonight's game, Chiefs over the Chargers. Good game. You guys have a great rest of your day. Oh, thank goodness. I see you. Hi, Friday. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.